0: Episode 22, that's how many we have recorded so far. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations to you too. (laughs) I I mean, did you really think we would actually carry this, like, this far?
1: No. I mean, Not at all. (laughs) I
0: I was expecting that we'll we'll just drop it, like, after three or four episodes.
1: I was pretty much ready for that. (laughs) You uh, said you were planning, you were conspiring
0: against us.
1: uh, No, I wasn't. But I didn't expect the kind of response the art. Right, yeah. I, I mean, uh, because we thought otherwise, like
0: e- even our friends in social circles are pissed off the stuff we talk about, so we thought why would others be interested. Right. Turns out, there are more people. Thankfully, yes. Thankfully, yes. Anyway, welcome to a brand new episode of Octane 101. Uh, as usual, Akshay and sayan both joining in after, I would say, a longer than usual gap.
1: Yes, but we can blame that on the Shera break, things like that.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, blame that on whatever, festivities. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: let's see how long I take to edit this one. We, uh, we are recording this on, on 21st of October.
1: Piling on more pressure on yourself?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm trying, I'm targeting that I'll, I'll at least edit this over the weekend. Okay. But anyway, so what are we talking about on this episode?
1: Let's start with some news and then move on to something very interesting. Right. I mean, why don't we
0: give a teaser of what interesting we're talking about? Go on. Okay.
1: So, uh, only a
0: couple of weeks ago, I was having this chat with my colleague who uh, was talking about a certain feature in his car. Right. And I was, as usual, uh, doing the encyclopedic duties. Hmm. I was telling him how that feature originated in racing. Right. And then he obviously was curious. He started asking more about it. And I thought this will actually make for a good topic.
1: Right. So basically not a lot of people understand that the technology we see in cars and motorcycles have trickled down from racing. They've been developed in racing and they've trickled down. Yeah,
0: that that is very true.
1: Racing is not given enough uh, credit for introducing new technology, right,
0: and so to to compensate for that, I would say motorsports are actually making the world a better place.
1: Can mm. you no? I mean, yeah, ca- yeah, can you imagine true, how true.
0: how unsafe the cars would be and how costly right. safe cars would be? How cars, cars and, be, and motorcycles both cars, motorcycles. I mean, uh, automobiles in general. How much more polluting they would be? How much less tech laden they would be? Right. Uh, if not for motorsports, so I think I don't think any other Sports does so much for the world in general as motorsports do.
1: Let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, we are going to talk about some genius. So, so
0: yeah, we are we're going to talk about some, some genius we have seen. Uh, and we will start off with Formula 1, obviously our favorite subject. Right. Uh
1: I'm going to start with Formula 1. No,
0: I, I meant uh, when we are talking about motorsports in general, in this episode we right. talk about yeah, we are, Formula we are, innovation just, in Formula 1 we before we actually branch out. Yeah, before yeah, we yeah. actually branch That's, out. True. That's true. But uh, I think before all of that, let's do the news. Yes. I, I said that and I tried to say that in Top Gear style. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think let's limit ourselves and not get carried away with the news this week. Uh,
1: let's talk about Bajaj.
0: Okay. Our, our beloved motorcycle company. And
1: again, our favoured subject electric scooters oh. we, we tend to talk a lot about electric scooters and uh, do you know what I have been seeing a lot of ads on my instagram about some unknown electric scooter brands all of a sudden they're like mushrooming everywhere There are far too many far too many right yeah, You and, should
0: you should order daily from zomato and you'll you'll learn new names of okay, brands. that
1: I don't do <laughs> but all of a sudden I'm seeing a lot of uh, you know, electric scooter brands I had never heard about. Right. And, right. That's that's totally the case. They are
0: in like high two digits.
1: But we are going to talk about Bajaj and their electric scooter Chetak, which some of we thought that it's going to come, but it was basically a showcase Testing for their Testing the intent. orders. Yeah. Testing the orders, showing their intent. Yeah. So, what
0: is the news? So, the news is that they have registered a new subsidiary uh, called Chetak Technology or something. Okay. Yeah. So, basically, uh, I think what they're. Some looking- brand.
1: For the electric scooter. For the electric
0: scooter. Right. So that's actually, uh, I would say, in line with what a lot of other manufacturers are also doing.
1: Like, like name w- Volvo? Volvo? Oh, Volvo is there, right. Right. Mm-hmm. What
0: else? Okay, I can't think of anything <laughs>
1: else. I, I, I started off like it is gonna be a list. <laughs> right. But
0: I, I really can't think uh, of anyone beyond uh, Volvo. Uh,
1: what about Ford's Mac E Mustang? It's not a sub-brand uh, yeah, as such,
0: but... Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe they'll look, look EQS, at... EQS,
1: Mercedes EQS... EQ, sorry, EQ brand.
0: Yeah, yeah but they, they are still brands only. They're not a separate company. They, it's a
1: sub-brand. They, they call it a sub-brand, right? Like, yeah,
0: but this this is a different, separately registered different company. Right. So right. that's different. By the way, uh, like since we are on Bajaj, more development on, on uh, Hero... Motocorp's electric Dreams. Mm-hmm. So you obviously know and we have discussed this on the podcast that they are a stakeholder in Ether. That's right. So recently they have basically just confirmed that uh, they will be using the same charging standard as as Ether. Right. I read that. Yeah. So and that's
1: uh, good news, right? Um, I, I mean, honestly, for me it is because I have a lot of shares in hero and it's only (laughs) tanking every day i open my kite i just see it in red which is pretty demoralizing right
0: right understandably so not not a very different story on my (laughs) end as well uh but let's not let's not start on a sad note (laughs) Uh, I think the Bajaj
1: story is done, right?
0: The Bajaj story is done. But sorry, sorry. I want to uh, take a tangent here Hmm. and want to talk about the sheer number of charging standards. I mean, I know I have very vocally said that uh, you should not be determining standards already and should not be thrown not yet innovation. not yet
1: it's not the right time to do yeah but uh, i mean again
0: in, as part of some work thing i was digging up more on the the ev charging infra in our country okay and we've got like ccs we've got ccs2 these are the european right. standards then the chadmo hmm. which is the japanese standard hmm. then we have got a ac type 2 uh, which is basically similar to part of a ccs plug but not as fast right right then we have got the bharat dc 001 which is basically which a, is basically uh, gbt the china standard right right and then we have got a uh, shitload of ac only and then we have got the ether specific ones which are again on a uh, like on a quick look they look similar to ccs but they've actually got more pins right so they are not same as anything else right so I mean, I'm just saying, in a country where there are already very few EV charging stations, mm-hmm. and this is only complicating the problem, and the information about these is not very readily available. Right. So, I mean, I just. It's a to, reason
1: why I wanted to do a story on that, but it's still pending. <laughs> yeah, probably you should ask uh, some, some car
0: manufacturer to, to lend was, you an EV. yeah, yeah.
1: I was planning so to. So that we actually have like skin in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even find too many YouTube videos, not too many articles on it. Right. Uh, though, Although, uh, I and I was speaking
0: with uh, someone I know uh, for past couple of years who is a hotelier. And he was looking at adding EV chargers at all of uh, hotel property. So, this is a small chain. Okay. And he was like, yeah, uh, we get a lot of people who are coming from metro cities for a, like a weekend stay sort of proud right. and he's saying ke, if it is not a major investment this will actually be a point in their favor right
1: absolutely yeah. Yeah. so
0: he, he's actually pretty eager and in, actually in installing I stumbled
1: upon a post by Bertrand D'Souza oh
0: I was actually looking at that post as well when okay. he he struggled to find a charger for the
1: Audi e-tron. right right and he was almost stuck and somehow then parked the car next to in a, a sketchy spot <laughs> right very sketchy looking photo right so still, uh, we are we have a long way to go, I guess. In terms of public infra. But yeah, I mean, it is
0: good that people are identifying the need for this. I mean, like this guy who's a hotelier. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's great that he reached out. It makes out sense
1: to, for hotel chains, restaurant chains to set up uh, EV infrastructure there. It's got to only be something like, what do you say?
0: I agree there, but uh, so there is, uh, let me sort of contradict my own point here. Go on. Uh, the problem is, multiple standards
1: okay yeah.
0: yeah I mean a hotelier at this point doesn't know I mean honestly you don't expect him or her to research this much or even predict the future this much right. and point is whatever company they go to they'll be like we'll CCS or Chadmo therein, this is the future mm-hmm. or they'll be like we'll give Bharat DC therein, this is the future right. and this is not a choice but they it makes are not- more
1: sense don't don't you think it makes more sense to go to Tata Power so Tata Power again. Tata, Tata Power
0: has three three different ones. So Tata Power has setups which have one CCS and one Chadmo. Okay. And Tata Power has some which are running Bharat DC, I think. Okay. Don't hold me to this, but there are a different kind of smaller setups which are Bharat DC. Okay. Which is uh, GB slash T. Okay. Okay. So again, even in case of Tata Power, you just don't to support.
1: Know. Tata, the cars from Tata
0: Motors. That's what I'm saying. No, no. So, because a, no. The Tata power, is selling well. No, no but I, again, you you want to be future proof because mm-hmm. you're not done. I, th- I know. I know. I'm,
1: I'm as a hotelier, I'm, I'm speaking. I'm, 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 I'm
0: thinking from his, pers-
1: his that or her perspective. That makes sense. That makes sense. But uh. if you have to, you know, bet you bet on something which is already selling well.
0: Yes, but uh, again, look at the older Tata ones. They are. Uh, or even this uh, Mahindra, e and all, these these are also running uh, Bharat DC. Right. So, I'm just saying, this is a, still like, sort of murky. Right. And, uh, so ba- basically that guy called to ask me this only and I was like, I, I really, I, I wish I had an answer for you, but I don't. Hmm. And the problem is he had already spoken with couple of uh, companies that do these installations hmm. and have their own network. Okay. And he's like, I don't even know what to choose because Tata Power is of the, the very obvious one, obviously. Uh, but there are other ones which are more lucrative for him financially. Okay. And he's like, I don't know any of these and each one is telling me a different story, right? So quite true. Yeah, so I'm just saying it is not as easy as he, he deciding that he wants to have charging uh, electric chargers at all of his uh, hotels.
1: The amount of time we spend talking about EVs, electric vehicles, we should rather name our podcast to Electron 101. <laughs> we we <laughs> have discussed
0: this. We, 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 okay. thought, we came up with a better name than that. Okay, I don't remember uh, that. But <laughs> Volt 101.
1: Okay, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, are we talking about another EV news?
0: Um, Kawasaki? Okay, I, I was going to skip through that, but now since you have mentioned it. Why are
1: you going to skip on that? You're mm. skipping to which story?
0: No, I was just skipping to avoid another EV conversation, okay. but No, no let's no, let's, go on. let's do that. Okay.
1: So, so basically Kawasaki came out and made an announcement which is pretty a- ambitious. Uh, the announcement
0: basically says that you and I both should drain our accounts immediately and mm-hmm. go out and buy super bikes.
1: We basically have about, about 14 years before even mm-hmm. our even our motorcycles go electric.
0: Right. So uh, Kawasaki has first cha- changed its logo. Cars has it already like,
1: changed or is it for just for their evs
0: no no they, they, they are using the different logo which is like they're similar to their older logo okay i see yeah uh, plus they've set a timeline of 2035 for uh, electric motorcycles right which is very optimistic and i mean as much as i like evs and that Uh, instant torque and everything Mm. there is there is a a reward in in getting every gear shift right and getting every downshift right and and a lot of that
1: it's not for automobile and motorcycle enthusiasts like us right it is just to catch up with the emission standards yeah but
0: they're 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 talking about transitioning they're not talking about adding And,
1: and uh let's be open about it that they're not talking about only evs they're also talking about hybrids They are talking about a lot of things, actually. Yes, hybrids go on. Mm -hmm. So, uh, they showcased a motorcycle, I guess it was Ninja 400, with a hybrid-powered train, which has a gasoline engine. I read
0: somewhere it was based on Ninja 3, but anyway, that's irrelevant. Anyway, 300, 400,
1: whatever it is, basically a a smaller capacity motorcycle. Right. And uh, what it gets is a gasoline engine powered, assisted by a hybrid Electric electric motor. Right, so... Uh, something which we generally see in cars but never seen in a motorcycle at least I have not seen it
0: for valid reasons right for valid reasons because hybrids still make the I mean hybrids work seamlessly uh, or rather in a much better way with an automatic gearbox
1: right and plus uh, more so in cars you have four wheels right right right. so you can can power like in volvos you can power the front wheels front axle with your electric motor and rear wheel with your sorry uh, front wheel with your uh, engine, engine, engine and, and gasoline engine and your rear wheels with a right. electric car in motorcycle you just have one wheel your rear wheel to power right so it makes it that much more complicated the transition is gonna not going to be that smooth I'm saying even if the motor is assisting on the
0: crankshaft hmm. uh, you also have to account for the fact that you're not giving because hybrids let's be honest hybrids are quick hmm. hybrids are quicker than their, at least their petrol powered counterparts and uh, you don't want to throw too much power at the rear wheel
1: right in an unpredictable fashion hmm. that's something you don't want to do to in terms in terms of performance the hybrid ele- cars that we talk about the electric powertrain gives that advantage Low of lower end you know yeah. from 0 to, to 20 30 miles per hour that R- right. but in motorcycles you generally don't need that right the electric the gasoline engine itself is I mean, Enough for I, I, a I've, very.
0: I've, I've re, like, literally, there is a new sprocket set sitting right next to you. I'm not talking with about so
1: your smaller 390cc motorcycle. 370 Because I motorcycle. wanted
0: more low end torque. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm talking about bigger capacity motorcycles like 1000cc anything like that a little class motorcycle it doesn't need more lower end top right it
0: it doesn't need and honestly
1: whatever it needed like if you look back a decade they probably needed a better lower end but, but then on they, the other end uh, sorry to cut you in yeah. uh, they can actually go for a smaller capacity motorcycle if matching
0: they the performance of a mm, right, higher so right. that, that's i think that's why probably they are looking at the 300 400 or probably for the available space inside to play around right
1: but do they have enough space I mean,
0: like, let's be honest, a Ninja 250 and a Ninja 1000 are of similar size. Hmm. So I'm pretty sure there would be some some bit of extra space in, in the 300 to play around a with. A bit
1: of space is not enough for a no, no. but putting in a battery, right? I'm just
0: saying that if, if you're going to choose an engine, uh, like, if similar size... But it's size going to be interesting, and, anyway. It's yeah. going to be
1: interesting. I, I would love to see the whole, you know, the concept.
0: So there is more from them.
1: Yeah. It was a big press release. It was a big press release. So these were multiple press releases but actually, but yeah.
0: Okay. Anyway, they okay. are also looking at a, a hydrogen combustion engine. By the way, remember Toyota? Hmm. Uh, what they tried in their 24-hour endurance race? Right. It was hydrogen combustion, not fuel cell. Yeah, yes. yeah. So this yeah. is similar. Uh, they're looking at a H2 engine, not starting small this time. Right, liter class. Liter class, supercharged. Supercharged. Yeah, so liter okay. class on steroids. Hmm. With uh, a hydro, uh, direct injection, hydrogen, combustion, thingy, they are uh, experimenting with. Right. So Kawasaki is doing a lot, basically. That's the mm. simple version of it.
1: They're shown a prototype, but it's still for gasoline. Prototype is
0: still gasoline, but I think it has uh, better better di- multiport direct injection.
1: Multiport
0: direct injection, right. Right. So th- that's basically going to be their baseline for moving forward. Mm.
1: That's going to be interesting, right?
0: Yeah, I mean an alternate mobility and an alternate
1: future alternate to electric
0: hmm.
1: although it, it seems we have constantly said on this podcast that we cannot just rely on battery electric we need to keep development work research work on on different at um, least not yet hmm. at least not it's yet it's not the right time to just you know set standards
0: set standards and, and basically say it is electric Yeah. yeah. we can't do that Haan. so i mean that is what is happening already in a way because let's be honest, regulations also control where companies throw their money. No, that's true. Absolutely yeah. true. We're still hopeful. I'm I'm not saying hydrogen is again, I'm not saying that in any way at all that a hydrogen is better than electric or something like no, that. No, no, we need
1: to, you know, but see all that, the possible possibilities. Yeah, right? because
0: no. right now the electric we see is very shitty. Let's be honest. Hmm. It's not there. Early days. These are still early days, right? And despite it finding its way into the mainstream in India, which is typically lagging behind the adoption right. in US and, all. and and that's what we've seen. Like Tesla has been mainstream for a while now.
1: Six seven years. Right. And
0: uh, hmm. I think Tata Nexon EV has been mainstream for six seven months. <laughs> six seven months. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. But I'm
1: happy that people. I, even in my locality in my neighborhood now I have like three. Four uh, Nexon EVs and one MG. It's I, I yes. just
0: I just want them to make some noise when they're crawling below 20, please. <laughs> I, I, I take walks in front of my house at night and twice has it happened that a, a, a guy on ne- in Nexon EV creeps by okay. and scares the hell out of me.
1: That's with all electric cars. Yeah. And so- they don't limp back to home. Every time I come, come to your place, there is some EV guy limping <laughs> back home. <laughs> Hogging up the middle lane or something. Maybe like maybe
0: that. he has like sort of uh, adopted it as a part of his commute. That I can reach one way, the other way, I'll just
1: my my car has go a, on a highway to hell a tiny 800 cc engine. It already doesn't reach good speeds, but still, you know, the limping EV feels very slow.
0: Yeah, because you can refuel in like 30 seconds. I'm not talking <laughs> about refuel,
1: but <laughs> so what next? Are we again talking about some other EV on the news? Uh, we
0: can so you remember uh, I, I think i sent this to you as a joke there okay. is a company or sort of feels like a personal project by the name of atom atum okay uh, no i have not heard of it which uh, feels like someone tried to make a bmw r90 except used a hero splendor as a base Okay. Yeah. So, like, th- it has a fat tank, like, like the old... Uh, R90 without its boxer engine and uh, with a Splendor as its... Right. So, it, it looks like that. Like, a skinny chassis, a skinny swing arm. Okay. Uh, very cheap-looking suspension components and all. Hmm. Uh, but single-tone paint job and all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's basically an electric motorcycle. I've, I've, somehow, they've been... Uh, Targeting the likes of us Because a lot of people In my circle Have seen their ads Somehow I have not seen
1: it As of yet Okay
0: I'll, I'll, I'll probably I'll share it with you And you'll remember But anyway mm. Point mm. is that this, this And it still looks like A hack job Okay Is apparently They've, they've claimed that They'll be uh, Launching it very soon mm. So me
1: something uh, The pictures they show Are they digital renders or No 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 they, They're
0: actual They're actual Pictures They're actual photographs So
1: why Why did they do that like if you have a hack job, it's better that you make digital renders and then showcase it on your at least if you're advertising, right?
0: I mean, so what feels like a hack job to me probably looks like a brilliant masterpiece to someone else.
1: Are you sure? If yeah. it looks that bad, then it it won't look like a masterpiece. So right? that's
0: what I'm saying. Like maybe my standards or my filters. Let's are talk high. about
1: even revolt, right? Even revolt with its sorted looks is still not considered as a very appealing motorcycle right it's not selling well and now you're talking about a hack job motorcycle which i mean it looks
0: like a hack job to me it looks like something you and i can build together
1: (laughs) then (laughs) it makes sense like you can go ahead with posting digital renders right i mean like uh
0: on on cafe racer projects single color and two colors look fine right right but if all you see are uh, a blue colored fuel tank which obviously is not a fuel tank now that I think of it hmm. uh, and everything else in dead black hmm. it feels like someone built a cafe racer in the shed so what
1: you're trying to say that is that Project SR the guy who's building a electric off-road motorcycle is doing a better job
0: oh I I, I think this we spotted on Instagram
1: yeah I've been following that guy for a couple of months now he's a uh, Kolkata-based guy.
0: So that, that's where you stole the idea of building an off-road electric motorcycle that we were planning? Not really,
1: on. because his idea is pretty different. He is making his own chassis and everything. I plan to just plant a electric power train in... Impulse. Impulse. Right. <laughs> the yeah. chassis of impulse. Right. right. I don't have that kind of engineering know-how to make something of my own.
0: Nor are... And even if we had the know-how, I'm pretty sure both of us are so fucking lazy that we would not do the maths.
1: <laughs>
0: That's true. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we would not do the maths. We'll, we'll just try to... But, fit but, the but since we're talking about at at I'm around. still
1: waiting for ultraviolet to come up with a motorcycle. It's been a while. It looked pretty promising. It, I saw a video today of uh, yes. on instagram it still makes me you know excited about that brand
0: yeah and they claim they'll they'll outperform the Duke 200
1: and looks pretty good I mean
0: like let's be honest Duke 200 is actually a good it's, performer it's, it's fast it's good performer
1: hmm. so I mean if they're able to do that okay like, I'm gonna jump topics again right uh yeah. RC 200 is here in India, the new one. Yes. I guess it's going to be in the showroom near us pretty soon. And There is uh, no showroom
0: near us. It, we have to go 12 kilometers for that.
1: It's pretty near my place. Achha, right, you, 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 my you live place. at the KTM showroom, right? I don't live but anyway. I'll take that. Uh, I'm pretty excited because it looks ugly in the pictures, but people say it looks pretty nice in person. This, this happens with a lot of
0: uh, motorcycles, I would say.
1: A couple of my friends who tried it uh, at the Chakan plant, hmm. they were pretty impressed. Right, But I, then, I, I, that, I mean, that, mean, that is that is pretty common with all the automotive journalists. No, they, they come up I, impressed I mean, with all the products they get to test. No, so I, I actually,
0: I, I spoke with a couple of them personally and, and they are obviously honest when they are, are speaking personally. Hmm. And they're like, it is basically everything the previous one was. Hmm. But with more adjustability and more usability in day-to-day life.
1: What is the adjustability of? Like
0: about? like uh, the clip-ons.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, clip-ons, so you can drop it. Clip-ons set ha- yeah.
0: higher. So for a city usage, that's actually better. A-
1: in Europe, they are going to be lower, and in India, it's going to be at a higher position. You can just you adjust can just if you drop want. them. So that's right.
0: what I'm saying. If you're going for a track day, you can drop them to to mm-hmm. what uh, it is uh, on the current but one. And what the else? price remains unchanged.
1: Yeah, it is. At the moment, it does. Yeah.
0: Plus the the console is a significant improvement
1: basically using the same from KTM 250. Adventure 250. Adventure 250.
0: I mean, let's be honest, it looks better than the ones ours has because honestly, I've still not been able to figure out what what, uh, engine RPMs are. The one
1: on my bike is from 2013. Even before that, Tube 200, which came in 2011, I guess. Right,
0: right. So that's my point. That that was the console so far. So that way, if you see, at least the typometer and all is more legible. Right. So, all of these are improvement and considering the price is same.
1: What I've heard is uh, the design might not look very good, but it is more aerodynamic than before. And even the OVRMs, the, the the rear mirror, mirrors, hmm. they are now better than before. They are You can actually fold them and they are adjustable. They, I mean, considering they, it has
0: been like 8-9
1: years. Um, RC is not
0: 8-9 years. RC came out in what, 2013? 2014. So I'm I'm pretty sure that was designed in 2011 2012. I'm when it came out. Right? right, it came out 2013 or 14.
1: Mm-hmm. You only get the feedback when it's out in the market. Right. right? Okay. So 14. E- even even if you consider it 14,
0: that's like seven year old. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I mean, it. So I think it came out in 15. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Make seven years to six years. Uh, the point is that uh, obviously it it should be a step forward
1: right. without a doubt but the design of the old rc was pretty much my favorite
0: yeah, yeah it looked absolutely pretty it evidently the, the, the lip the, sticking out
1: it ate the, the the market for duke 390 duke 200 all of those for in a Indian. lot of people Indian, yes in for Indian. a lot of people yes but uh, i honestly uh, i
0: felt and again uh, this i'm not basing on data because Uh, KTM released combined numbers for the 390 segment Hmm. and for the sales numbers and Hmm. not the individual numbers Hmm. but uh, at least I'm speaking from anecdotes Hmm. and from my own observations sort of boy racer type buyers bought the RCs or the very serious track enthusiasts Hmm. most other people who were looking at a versatile powerful motorcycle they looked at the Duke
1: Maybe later on, but initially, because I have friends in KTM, right, from the showroom to the company. Right. uh, RC390, RC200, even 125, like they outsold Duke, you know, with a very big margin. Right. Hmm. Even after KTM refreshed the Duke390, which Which is surprising
0: considering that, I mean, Hmm. right now it looks very normal, Hmm. Uh, but big, when it came out, it was... Because, because we have seen so many radical designs. But when it came out, that LED headlamp and... Uh, the console, prop- everything. Proper LCD console, sharp lines. Right. Looked absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think we are getting carried away with the news a lot. Okay. Are we uh, done with the news already? No, we're not. Okay. Uh, what else? Yeah. But I, I'm going to pick on more electric.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Volt 101.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> Ducati is going to be the supplier... Okay of motorcycle supplier for moto e hmm which brings me to a very important question hmm who the hell was supplying the motorcycles for moto e until now no
1: clue <laughs> no clue <laughs> i am mean, a massive moto gp fan but i don't uh, I don't regret saying that I have never watched a single Moto E race till date. Right. Not a single one. I've watched it on YouTube. I I haven't even watched it on YouTube. I don't even know what are the teams, the the, the racers. I have absolutely no clue. And no interest as well. I I mean, I... I don't even know why did you pick up this news, but okay.
0: I I picked up only for this reason. Because (laughs) I... I don't follow MotoGP as much as you do, right? Hmm. It's, it's basically but like...
1: what is very surprising is uh, Ducati is going to be the supplier. Right. So, but uh, Duc- does Ducati really have expertise in electric components? No one has. No, there are companies, right, In like in Formula 1 we saw, right? I mean... so in that There are smaller way? companies which are there. They have been doing, you know, electric... You're talking electric two-wheelers. I'm talking about four-wheelers in Formula E. uh, Sorry, in that case,
0: Ducati has... Like Lucid, you know, right? Sorry, I'll cut you in. Ducati, in that case, has access to Audi and Porsche. But we're talking about two-wheelers. But you were taking the example of four-wheelers. I'm just saying in two-wheelers, there are no dominant players right now. Hmm. There are no dominant players in electric two-wheeler space. The best we have seen is zero.
1: Hmm. Because we have not seen anything... Like Harley, we have seen something... Live in wire, but, but again, again but it, in Audi, felt, it, it feels uh, like a pilot project uh, Sorry in Ducati we have not seen any even any intention Till now we have only seen their e-bikes Right hmm. Like in Formula E we are talking about like you know right Lucid was basically a part supplier to Formula right. E. right And that's how they they decided okay like we are going to make cars By the way Lucid hmm. has started manufacturing their Lucid Air Air and it looks pretty impressive so on paper. Maybe Ducati
0: is looking at that only. Maybe mm-hmm. Ducati has because let's be honest with, with right now Ducati is not in, exactly restricted when it comes to throwing money around to develop new products. Right. Right. And they have been churning out kickass products back to back for years mm-hmm. now. Like since they like look at the Ducati V4. Won't say that, but the, anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, they, they, they are actually pushing the envelope. Ducati V4, the the these multi the Multistrada V4, all yeah. of this. They're adopting a lot of new okay, electronics. Okay, by the way, the
1: new monster came in India. There right. was a track... Track uh, day, uh, very recently, yes. Right, where I wasn't invited, which I'm pretty pissed about. <laughs> 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 but I want to try it out. I will actually get the motorcycle pretty soon. Uh, oh, nice. yeah, yeah, So, it's it's actually... Again, again. sorry, sorry part. cut you
0: in. Don't forget, I am your yeah, best sure. friend.
1: So, it's a big step up from the last uh, generation, Monster 821. 821 was still fine. I, I remember the 795 was an
0: absolute pain in the ass. Even
1: 821 was not that great to start 8, with. 821
0: was fine, I'm just saying.
1: Heavy ass motorcycle. And top heavy. Top heavy, not that. The top wasn't that great. I mean, I, there I mean, was nothing. You could, you could buy a lot of people, anything
0: else in the segment and that would be better.
1: A lot of people are really pissed that Ducati decided to... Give away their signature styling of Monster, which I was never a fan of, to start with.
0: I mean, they, they are basically pissed about the, no, the trellis frame, not trellis frame,
1: the look, the, the front end, everything else. Yeah. And now it looks like a, a different version of MV Augusta. I mean, target. these
0: are the same people who vote and vote for Donald Trump, honestly.
1: Okay. <laughs> Let's not say that. <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> about people in India uh, and in Europe. But uh, it's 18 kilos lighter. Right. Slightly less powerful uh, than the 821. But then 18 kilos lighter makes it more a better performer on racetrack.
0: Unless we put someone like you or me on the motorcycle. But
1: still, 18 kilos is 18 kilos, right? Right. For right. somebody like us, it makes more difference. <laughs> <laughs> somebody who weighs more than 100 kilos, it makes more difference. So,
0: so only a couple of days back, I was posting a video from uh, one of our last uh, off-road sessions. And Mike messaged me hmm. saying... So, so I mean, maybe he has got a couple of friends who ride enduro or motocross, and he's in Canada. He's like you're taking tiny jumps, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm heavier than the typical rider mm. you see on an enduro bike. Twice the weight. No, I'm saying the, the motorcycle plus rider combined is like at Twice least 100. 110, 115. Twice the weight. <laughs> 115 <laughs> kg extra with mm. like one fourth the power. Right. So how do you expect my jumps to be 20 feet high?
1: The solution is stop posting videos on your Instagram or at least make some edits that makes it looks look faster.
0: Okay, okay. so I just like accelerate every and, video by one right some using
1: some snazzy music to it, and you know. And some, engine sounds. Engine sounds.
0: I'll, I'll record the soundtrack of KTM and then add it to my videos.
1: Or you can basically add a four-cylinder engine, uh, a sound of oh, no, okay. and 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 then uh, you know branded Bajaj. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that is a Honda thing. That's, okay, okay, Honda. Yeah. I mean, but... but
1: oh, a lot of other car and motorcycle companies do that, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, Bajaj also has made some pretty shitty ads over the years, but let's be honest, compared to... Uh, I'm talking two wheelers only.
1: I'm going to jump topics again. So, did you see the new teaser video of Bajaj? 250. I uh, get yeah, 250. Pulsar 250. Video. Okay. <laughs> I, I I didn't see the video honestly.
0: Again, I, I, that of, that is the segment I'm not interested in. So I honestly a couple bother. of
1: my friends actually forwarded me that video, and uh, as if it's something really kick-ass, segment-breaking, right, coming up. <laughs> It's gonna be good, right? But why let's did you mention
0: the video specifically? Is is was this something funny or?
1: No, it's a typical bajaj, right? Like wheelies up and things. stuff. No, no wheelies. Actually, they started with showing showcasing the the first pulsar, the next pulsar, the next pulsar, and oh, so everything
0: out. was on two wheels. Two wheels, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, Thankfully, this, yes. This Not is even person out of, on it. This is Not very, very out. Of, this it. is very out of character for Basically,
1: bajaj. just showcasing it on a turn turntable or whatever you say. Like ah, okay, that.
0: Very disappointing.
1: You remember the NS two hundred when it came out. It was a nice, fun motorcycle, except for horrible brakes. NS or RS? RS. Sorry, RS200. Oh, that was a piece of shit. Uh-huh. So before it came out, everybody was very excited. Then the first day it came out, I went to the showroom, I saw it, and it was like, what the hell did they so make?
0: So <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll summarize what, what pissed me off. First thing, there was like uh, 10 feet of front end. Hmm. The fairing just didn't finish. Hmm. And there were decals all over. And most importantly, they added clip-ons. Uh-huh. And then the clip-ons were sitting three inches tall. Right. From where they were mounted.
1: But they're clip right? <laughs> yeah, but what, what's the point? Just yeah, selling point. creating you. a sport. Oh, and you and put and a th- rear end which looks like you've put in an oven and it
0: melted. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. The tail lamp was basically looks like a toilet seat.
1: <laughs> a glowing toilet seat. Yeah, glowing
0: toilet seat, actually. Like glow-in-the-dark toilet seat. And uh, I, I still remember and I still feel ...confused about the ad copy they used for the Pulsar RS 200... Let's not go there. Sorry, no.
1: Which said, (laughs) leave track racing to amateurs. You keep picking that up. I I mean, it is... Get over it. That's Bajaj. Okay, so
0: Bajaj Dominar was dominate the night. (laughs) (laughs) Although at least it had a good headlamp to back it up.
1: Let's end the news segment. Okay. I think we are already 30 minutes, more than 30 minutes in... ...and we are still on the news segment... So that's
0: very typical of us. Hmm. Uh, it's,
1: it's time we, we now move to what we started off with. Right. Focus on what right be the, the highlight of this podcast episode.
0: Yeah. that I think that was going to be the primary topic of this podcast until we decided to sort of flood it with news. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Uh, so I, I started talking about how motorsports have contributed a lot to the road cars. Right. But that's actually not what we are talking about on this episode. Yes. Uh, we
1: what? are talking about genius ideas. Basically to sometimes cheat. Go I mean, around they, go they, around they, the regulations. Sorry, I would not use the word cheat. Clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: use that in the title.
1: <laughs> uh, but I mean... Go... Uh, uh, find a go around uh, of the... On the uh, your regulations. I would say clever
0: interpretation of the rules. Mm-hmm.
1: And... The thing is,
0: there has a lot that has been said about the, the, I would say these clever, clever innovations in the past that that we saw in the like seventies and eighties and all. Yeah. But there is one major factor that people often fail to account. Hmm. And that is that every time someone comes up with something crazy innovative Hmm. that is added to the rule book. Right. Which means the next innovation that comes out is that much harder. Right. Because let's be honest, at one point we've seen Formula One cars running six wheels. Right. Because nowhere nowhere in the rulebook it said you have to have four wheels. Right. Right. But the moment that happened, it was added in the rule book and it was not possible for the next guy to do that. And the right. job for the next guy was that much tougher. Right. Which is why for this episode, we wanted to look at some of these clever innovations in the recent years and not go back as much in the history.
1: So some of these are obviously from the past. One one. One is like back from the 70s. But
0: uh, mostly we're going
1: to stick around. Uh, There there. is a good reason for that. That we'll come back to at a later point. Right, yeah. Uh, So
0: you want to start off with the oldest one?
1: No, that's what I said. We'll we'll come back to it Uh, later. Uh, So i am gonna start let's with, let's start backwards let's start with what happened this year and you know go back
0: okay yeah. i didn't add dates to my list but okay let's try uh, okay so flexible th- wing let's this year this year wing. yeah this year the the biggest controversy so far has been flexible wings hmm. um mclaren mercedes
1: it's been mercedes and red bull
0: no, Red Bull was basically accused of having flexible wings. Yeah. And Toto Wolff and Hamilton had been complaining.
1: So that's what I'm
0: saying, right? So, that I'm saying McLaren was also complaining. Hmm. McLaren was also complaining.
1: But it was Toto Wolff who was on the case. Toto Wolff
0: started off with that and then Hamilton Hamilton jumped in. Hamilton jumped in basically claiming that uh, Red Bull was gaining almost three-tenths of a second hmm. in Spain this year. Right, right. On the streets. Hmm. So, uh, so let's talk about how flexible wings basically work. Right. Uh, so, and if, for anyone who doesn't know, F1 doesn't allow for a lot long time now doesn't allow any moving components that aid aerodynamics. Except for DRS. Except for DRS, that's yes. like a the feature. only only
1: only yeah. exception made.
0: Right. So the rules say that aerodynamic components must be rigidly secured and will be subjected to load and deflection tests right that can also be added subsequently right right uh, however according to other teams the wings on the red bull hmm. were flexing more than they should right giving them an advantage in the straights by not generating enough downforce right
1: right uh No, you want to add something to this? Yeah, so basically we won't go into the nitty-gritties of it. Uh, We won't go into a scientific podcast in that direction.
0: Yeah, this is not engineering explained.
1: (laughs) For that, we need a video, right? Yeah. But anyway, so basically the rear wing has... I'm sorry, both of
0: us are too lazy to do the math. Go on.
1: (laughs) Basically, the rear wing has multiple elements to it, right? Right. And uh, the multiple element part is basically in a way so that... The airflow from the wing below goes to the upper wing. Right. And if it is at an angle, there is something called stalling. But if it is not moving, you cannot stall it. And at stalling, basically, there is not enough down force and it it reduces drag. Right. But if you cannot, you know, move it, make it an active part, what you can do is basically make the wing flexible enough so that it deflects. Right. At very high speeds. At very high speeds, which Reduces the drag.
0: Sort of gives the similar outcome without actually any moving component. Yes, yes. Exactly. Right. So, basically, but, the but part that should be created downforce is actually letting the air pass with right, right. relatively res- less resistance. Right.
1: Allowing the car to have a slightly higher top speed. But then, uh, none of the teams were found, like Red Bull was not found uh, exactly cheating on this. Uh, yeah, because, but they, uh, they, they if FIA, all the cars were... Tested by FIA. Right. They were were
0: tested. And that's exactly what uh, Horner said. Hmm. That the cars have gone through all the... Checks. So it right. is fine. But they, they asked the teams to put additional markers on the wings and hmm. certain parts. Hmm. I think twelve or thirteen additional markers. Right. Which they uh looking at the data, I didn't follow this this right. whole debacle beyond
1: that and But it didn't go beyond it. Yeah, it fact, didn't go beyond because it. Because people have heard more
0: of it. That's that's exactly what I'm trying to say.
1: But I remember you stating that uh, it all started from a video in which the car was reversing into uh, no,
0: no, no, no. That was a joke I was oh, making. okay. That, that was a joke I was making. That the uh, I I don't even remember if it was a Red Bull. Okay. The car, the car basically spun around a corner and was crashing like tail first into the barriers. Mm-hmm.
1: And but as, the deflection was and visible. It was not interface. deflection. It was not deflection. It was just wiggling. That it is was deflection, just... right? Basically wiggle But in reverse, it is not tested.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It was. It was a joke. It was a joke. Okay, you you okay. misunderstood probably.
1: Right. So, anyway, let's go back. But now. it's a genius way of
0: going around, right? But it has not been, like, around but for like six months. It has been done in the past as so well. So, that's that's what. Uh, I so think teams, you would be a better person to yeah, tell them, it, talk about it, it, it,
1: that. Teams have already done this, and it was banned way back. That's These actually
0: people, when the load restrictions and uh, right. load tests and all of those right. were added. We'll
1: come back to it later. So what next? This was our first point. Okay. Uh, Next, I,
0: and this I absolutely loved. Like when I first saw this during testing, I absolutely loved the work of genius. Because see, I remember you
1: coming to me, uh, not coming to me, but you wrote me a message on WhatsApp. Right, right. Check it out.
0: Because see, the, the, the thing is, some of the most clever ideas are the simplest. Hmm. And I'm talking about the Mercedes-Dual axis steering last year. Right. Right. So, I mean, everyone, anyone who is remotely even worked on car, even tried to fix the basic things, knows that what toe-in, toe-camber, all of these are. Toe-in, toe-out. and. Right. So, on a road car, toe-in is basically the front wheels are pointing
1: inwards, towards right. each other. Right. Right. At a certain angle. Uh-huh.
0: And no toe would be the wheels are straight. Right. And toe out is wheels pointing outwards. Outwards.
1: Right. So,
0: in road cars, we have toe in so that the steering is self-centering. Right. right. That gives an advantage there. Uh, most of the race cars, uh, so low-end race cars, they, they typically run straight or outwards. And F1 cars run outwards, toe out.
1: Right. Right.
0: What mercedes did was they added a button on then the
1: let's talk about what are the benefits right? okay yeah you talked about toe in gives you a benefit of self-centering so, this so steering right to toe out is, a, is basically and
0: and you must have seen and uh I'm, I'm pretty sure you you must have uh people in in your circle as well who keep tinkering with their cars and take it to the racetrack right and you'll see one of the very first things they do is remove the toe in. Right. And it make the wheels exactly parallel to each other mm-hmm. because that gives them a, a little bit of top speed advantage. Right, right. That's what they do. Uh, toe out has an advantage in corners. Right. Again, toe in is fine for road cars because you are not pushing to the limits of the grips. Right. In a race car, you want to have the maximum you can.
1: Right. Toe out is basically what it does is it doesn't immediately load the front tire. Right. So that, that gives you that kind of advantage. But again, with toe-in and toe-out, there is more drag. There is speed. The straight line is compromised. Compromised. The straight Straight line line speed is compromised. The
0: straight line is um, only... uh, Like, you you have a straight line advantage only if the wheels are parallel to each other without any toe-in or toe-out. So, obviously, it's not good on straight. What Mercedes did, they added a button on the back of the steering wheel. Right. (laughs) And you basically hold that button and you could pull... The steering wheel towards you or in or pushed, out, in or out. Mm. and when you were pushing it out it would add a toe out mm. when you were pushing it towards you it would make the make make the wheels straight, straight. and this was basically done by uh, sort of displacing the fluid the hydraulic steering <laughs> right. fluid right i mean it was mechanical it was simple and basically what it was doing such a simple and genius idea right exactly like, such that. a simple thing that's why I absolutely love it. Because this yeah. is this is so fucking clever. And there were no regulations against it. There were no regulations against right. it. It was perfectly legal. <laughs> right. In fact, uh, I mean, FIA allowed them to run the system for
1: the whole year. Only to add regulations later. Yeah, I mean, that's how it Chase was. The rules. <laughs> that,
0: and th- that's what I started with. Hmm. Like, regulations keep getting added, which is exactly why innovations, like, such clever innovations that we see today. Hmm. Because... The F1 cars are so tightly defined in the regulations. Right.
1: And that's when some you see something. It, it like only this. pushes engineers to think even you know something right. even crazier, even. And
0: and then then coming arriving onto something so simple. <laughs> I mean in theory this is so fucking simple. That's true. Because this is something people even do. I know right. people who have basically... Manually doing it. Manually, they they, they they remove the toe on their car when they get the alignment adjusted because right. they're going to take it to the track. Right. I mean, this is something all of us knew. Right, right. And then you see they, they, they find a clever way. Uh, so one more thing I would like to add here, what everyone assumed is uh, that they are doing this to gain a top speed advantage on the straights. Hmm. Which obviously makes a lot of sense. Right. However, uh, Mercedes claimed that the advantage was to heat up the tires quickly.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: by ha- having tow out whenever required.
1: Okay.
0: I mean, sounds like a, shit. Uh, lo- a bunch of horse mm-hmm. scrap, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they said. Hmm. Okay, they were looking at more tow out to heat up that uh, heat up the tires quickly. But brilliant, anyway. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> absolute work of genius, absolute work of genius. It,
1: it was spotted in the in the very first testing session. It was spotted
0: in the testing session. The yeah. the F one news and like Twitter and Instagram they were flooded with what <laughs> madness that. Mercedes is doing because you could see the drivers were like. Physically pushing and pulling the steering wheel.
1: I remember the video from with uh, Hamilton behind the steering wheel.
0: Exactly, like when they were getting on the straight, they were uh, moving the steering wheel <laughs> and then pu- pushing it out again. So everyone could see that brilliant, <laughs> absolute work of genius. The the like the genius of it is just how simple it is. <laughs> like you can explain this to a ten-year-old. <laughs>
1: I remember you telling this to your boss and he was surprised like how can it be that simple and some of that's right, okay. right.
0: that's that's what that's what like people are blown away by the simplicity of it right and more importantly that some of the best minds in the world work in formula one true and all these years and nobody actually thought, thought of doing something <laughs> like this right so I mean no matter how much and Mercedes dominates, but th- this is where I, I absolutely, they, they have my vote. That this was absolute masterpiece. Right, right. Anyway, moving on.
1: What next? So this was twenty twenty. This was twenty twenty. Now let's go to what 20? 2019 We can go to twenty nineteen or eighteen. I guess nineteen. Ferrari drama. You're talking about uh, oil. Oh right right. Right. 2019. So, yeah. so yes. oil
0: burning is obviously a long-term thing. Right, right. I mean, oil burning has been happening... Since 2014. When since, basically, the 1.6-litre engines right. came out. So, I actually want to talk about the sketchy shit Ferrari never disclosed. So, if you remember, at the end of 2019 or the starting of 2020, there was an undisclosed settlement
1: right. between
0: right. FI and Ferrari. Right. And everyone was like, this is typical Ferrari. I mean, if Mercedes... Is le- letting out the secret of their steering wheel. Hmm. Why is Ferrari not doing that? And basically, Ferrari paid some penalty. We don't know how much. Right. And the matter was sort of Started. resolved internally, and it never came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I am actually talking about is basically theory only. Hmm. Uh, what nobody really knows, but this is nobody what really think. knows the all the details. Uh, this is what it is, yeah. Mm. So, uh, you obviously know Form- Formula 1 has been pushing for much cleaner, much more efficient cars. Right. In fact, if you look at the fuel efficiency of current F1 cars, you'll be like mind blown. And you know that. Right. They they start with what? hundred and four hundred five kgs of fuel, 105. 105, I think, yeah. 105 kgs of fuel on board. Mm. And they do a race length of 300 kilometers. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. Which is like two and a half uh kilometer to a liter because that would be what 125 kgs 130 130 liters type right right. Right. anyway so point is it is impressive right but the reason it is impressive is partly because the the engineering is brilliant (laughs) the engines are so efficient and partly because they are not going balls out all the time right they have to refrain from going aggressive on the throttle on a lot of occasions and to make sure of that, there is also a restriction of fuel flow rate. Right. So at any given point, the fuel, the maximum flow rate of fuel can be 100 kg per hour. Right. Which means a full throttle situation can be maximum that. Right. right. Like if you're going full throttle throughout the race, you'll run out in an hour. Right. And right. go only 100 kilometers, one third of the race distance. Right. Uh, and Ferrari sort of played around with this. The Mm. So, uh, like a lot of vehicles, there is a low-pressure fuel pump in the tank Mm. and then there is a high-pressure fuel pump which is actually injecting. Right. So, earlier, many tinkered around with this, these, uh, uh, like, fuel flow rate Mm. by having more fuel upstream.
1: Right, I remember that. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. So, basically, you have some level of reservoir before the injectors. Right, right, right. And keep accumulating fuel there and use it when you want to go aggressive on throttle. Right. But uh, eventually restrictions were added on that. And I think right now the limit to have fuel there is what 250 ml or something. Okay. So this was obviously out of equation. Hmm. So the fuel flow sensors that uh, that are present in these lines between the low pressure and high pressure pump right now. Right, Right. They are not checking all the time. I mean... Honestly, they are practically checking all the time because the frequency at which they check is like 2200 Hz. 2200 right. Like 2.2 kilohertz uh, is a lot. Right. It's
1: pretty frequent. It's way too frequent. Hmm. But Ferrari even... Yet Ferrari found a way around. Ferrari found a way. <laughs> so uh,
0: the thing is, these fuel sensors, uh, these fuel flow sensors, hmm. uh, they obviously were still a component of the car. Right. Which means the car knows the ecu knows
1: the frequency the when
0: it is actually checking the flow rate right and even if it is 2200 times a second it knows when is it checking right and they basically tailored their pump hmm. To, hmm. to to actually keep pushing higher amount of fuel because when even it's the, not fuel, even the fuel is being pumped in pulses right like as continue i mean 22 2.2 uh, 2 kilohertz Is gonna feel Continuous to you Right Right But there right. are still Pulses like ups and downs
1: Right For electronic component It's not uh-huh. Very for, frequent for,
0: it's, it's not very frequent For right. the component right. For, right. for right. us it is continuous Right right. 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 In a fuel tap Feels continuous So worse. basically
1: They synchronized The fuel pumps Against it Like against like, it. Right. like noise cancellation Headphones <laughs> Right. They right. basically did that <laughs> That's pretty cool So huh? uh, <laughs> the, the peaks Of
0: fuel flow rate Were yeah. when the uh, this sensor was not testing hmm. Sensor was not checking the flow rate. Hmm, hmm, hmm. So the minimum of the minimum fuel flow rate was when it was being checked. Okay. So if it is checking at this instance, the maximum flow rate has happened before this instance and after this instance. Hmm, hmm. And that's how they basically worked around it. And but tell me
1: something: uh, did in uh, did Ferrari in any of the races almost ran out of fuel or something like that happened? I mean, they didn't run out of fuel, but. Uh, th- I think this is something. Was it an like instance? The, because in 2019 I didn't I didn't no, watch a single race. I, I don't think I've
0: I've seen any instance of fuel being uh, like cars being out of fuel except for Vettel this year. Right. And that's is it, Hungary. There is a
1: penalty, right? You have to return back to the pits <laughs>
0: with some load of fuel. That's exactly what happened with Vettel this year. I think in Hungary. Oh, okay. When he defended brilliantly. Hmm. Actually, Alonso defended brilliantly, hmm. but uh, Vettel was desperately trying to overtake, and Ocon took his win. This right, right, that right, right. It I was Turkey that. or Hungary or whichever it was. Not
1: Turkey. Turkey was recently, right? Okay, I uh, mean maybe, maybe.
0: whichever it was, but but basically Vettel was going balls out to overtake. Right. Couldn't, and at the end, he his car didn't have enough fuel to go back to the pit. Uh, no, no, no. He, he the car was back. The, the, there is a sample taken out at the end of the right, race, I remember that and time. his car they couldn't get out enough. What it is half a liter or something, mm-hmm. which is taken out as a sample mm. to check. Was he penalized for that? Yeah, he basically lost his podium.
1: Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) Lost his podium.
1: Oh, right, right, right.
0: So, I mean, that's quite some penalty. Mm. I mean, it could have been like a 5-second, 10-second, 15-second penalty. That still would have given him some points. But he he lost the position for that. Mm. Any position at all.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So basically the point is Ferrari was uh, using this trick to give uh, drivers better overtaking capability. isn't
1: it like how difficult is it for other teams to spot something like this? I have no fucking clue how this <laughs> was even spotted. Something external like to the aerodynamics or something it can or be spotted. even the steering
0: thing was observed.
1: Yeah steering you can see Or the wings video. were observed. The wings can be observed right? right. But something like this minute this like I don't know I don't know how do you how do you I mean I'm I'm pretty
0: sure see Ferrari is pretty big, Mercedes is pretty big. I'm pretty sure both of them have people on their payrolls in each other's teams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I I see no other logic to that.
1: Right. Because you can't just just see a video a footage from Onboard footage and say that there, there there's something fishy. <laughs> right.
0: And and by the way, after this was settled in secret, and if you remember, 2019 Ferrari was still getting sort of up there. Right. Was it starting was, it to was, get right, starting right. to get competitive in yeah. some places. At least in the first half of the season, it was competitive. Right. Uh, second yeah. half it turned to shit. <laughs> uh, to put it mildly. Right. Uh, but yeah, the point is, after this, Ferrari said that they will actually help FIA set better regulations <laughs> and help them monitor this better. So right, this yeah. is like you you catch me stealing hmm. and then I'm like, okay, okay, but let me help you set up a better security system. Right, right, right. So now there are additional sensors for that which are not uh, communicated to the car. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: So which is why exactly why twenty twenty Ferrari turned to shit. Yeah.
1: But twenty twenty one they're doing It's
0: mm. still shitty. Still shitty, let's be honest. Yeah.
1: Ferrari is, is... The race is between uh, Red Bull and Mercedes, but uh, for third And mean, McLaren business, is beating them. McLaren is beating Ferrari. Right. For third position, right.
0: Right. So, I mean, let's be honest, Ferrari... Ferrari is not a mid-tier team, yeah. It for, is a top-tier team. It is a top-tier it's team. With a lot if, of money. Yeah, <laughs> and if, if Aston Martin and uh, these guys are giving them a run for their money, it's then... concerning. Yeah, it... <laughs> I mean,
1: not for hmm. sure. us. <laughs> not concerning, but it is pretty odd. So, exactly. are we now going to talk about oil burning hack?
0: Okay, so we just spoke about the fuel flow rate restrictions.
1: Hmm. So let's start with uh, the year. It was basically from twenty fourteen. This that's what was said.
0: basically happened happening throughout the turbo era. Right, right, right. Uh, but it ever was, since
1: uh, refueling was stopped. In cars? No,
0: it, it it primarily came into the equation since uh, this happened. The, the, we moved to 1.6 turbos,
1: but that was when we stopped. Refueling yes, was
0: stopped a lot before, long before that. Anyway. Okay. The fuel fri- fuel flow rest Fuck this. Is, this is tough to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> Tongue twister. Yeah, the fuel flow restrictions. <laughs> uh, they basically forced all the engineers to be experimental. Right. Like, how do you get? a bit more power when you need it for an overtake right or when exiting from a corner Mm -hmm. so you are looking at not
1: fuel flow basically your fuel load no I'm talking
0: fuel flow because there is a restriction on fuel flow that we just spoke about you cannot dump fuel quickly Right, right when when you need it when you need lot more power right So, what do you do? You look at... you. So, basically, everyone started looking at other stuff to burn. Right. (laughs) Hmm. What else can we set on fire to create more power? Right. Right. And the next best thing was lubricant or like engine oil. Engine oil. Uh, And we have seen engine oil (laughs) burns. Right. We have seen uh, you have not busted piston rings on any mm, of your no, motorcycles yet no, no. i have i know <laughs> engine oil burns and engine oil empties right and by we are arriving at winter season again so we'll see this happening for a lot more people when they white smoke I, white smoke blue no, no smoke uh, cold engines they'll, right. they'll just rev the hell out of it but this is not like that mm-hmm. uh, in this case they are basically gaining an advantage uh, by getting more oil in the engine right. to burn right. uh, via the air box or the breather. And obviously, there is X amount of fuel but you add some, anything else to it to burn, right. that is going to expand, that is going to give a power boost. Right. And Mercedes actually pioneered it in a okay. way. Okay. That, that's why Mercedes had the advantage. They've been doing
1: it from day one. Hmm. Uh, but, but there was a rule of 0.6. Uh, it was added yeah. eventually, yes. In 2014, I remember that was added. Uh, and now FIA is actually trying to... Point it 0.3. Point 0.3, right. right. Half of it. Right. Hmm. Uh,
0: there, there's a possibility I'm wrong here. Hmm. But I think even 0.6 was added only a couple of years ago and not starting. Okay, to I 40 remember 40. it to be
1: 2014.
0: May, maybe, maybe, maybe. Hmm. I'm, I'm not entirely sure of this. Hmm. So, yeah. The, the point is everyone has been burning oil. Hmm. And hmm. Ferrari was pushing it to the point that their cars were arriving in the pits with basically no engine oil in them Right. <laughs> and that's when FIA was like hai, ho gaya. Mm. Abhi, abhi kar <laughs> Right. Yeah. so they, then they set the limit to uh, i think 0.3 or
1: 0.6 0.6 is the limit but they, they're, they're, they're trying are to going bring to it down to 0.3.
0: 0.3 per 100 kilometers right right i mean this is also pretty clever again because you can't burn, yes. field, burn anything else <laughs> all of them all. in fact this this reminds me of water injection engines
1: right Right, because
0: mm-hmm. uh, like turbocharged engines, they had higher temperature. Right, cooling is complicated. Mm. So water injection actually gave a good way out there.
1: That's true. Yeah,
0: like you throw water in, you basically are achieving cooling, mm-hmm. and the water is, water is immediately turning to water vapor. Right, which is providing expansion, mm-hmm. and of course the exhaust. It, it's not any bad. The like steam is coming out of the exhaust, which is not right. bad.
1: Uh, this this actually also reminds me of uh, teams trying to cheat by using expandable fuel hoses. You remember that?
0: This was not in Formula 1. This, this you're talking this NASCAR is, or no, this is
1: also Formula 1 because they, they actually found out. I don't remember which team was cheating or what. But 105 kilograms of fuel was the load capacity. So,
0: and I mean, if, if, if you're talking 105 kgs and if you're talking recent times, it must be Ferrari.
1: <laughs> I don't remember. But uh, anyway, they were using expandable fuel lines, which had a little more fuel in it. Right. And that's how they cheated.
0: Right. Right. (laughs) Sounds very much like Ferrari. I mean, see, this is is cheating. This is cheating. Right. What Mercedes did or or what this oil burning thing, this is not cheating. This is just interpreting the rules better. (laughs) But this this seems like this, this crosses it, that line. But
1: we have talked about uh, Red Bull, we have talked about Mercedes, we have talked about Ferrari, it's time to talk about McLaren, the old McLaren.
0: Old McLaren, okay, go on, what okay. are you talking about?
1: I'm talking about 2010 season when uh, McLaren had that F-duct system. Oh <laughs> yes, oh yes, oh yes. They Remember
0: that? That was,
1: again, again a brilliant They case. were almost uh, like going to beat Red Bull. Red Bull was already leading, right? In that right, era, right. Red Bull was almost unbeatable. Right. But McLaren came up with a car which was very fast. Right. Because they had a... F-duct. F-
0: <laughs> two F-Red Bulls.
1: So, basically, F-duct is nothing. It's it's also very simple. No, it's, it's, it's not nothing. It is it is a piece of engineering. It, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a genius piece of engineering. Uh, basically, F-duct, it was internally known as rw 8 mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, nobody cares. yeah rw's rear wing which oh, tells you okay. how it happens again it is something like uh it the actual working of it never came out like in the case of ferrari oh yeah it never came out so nobody knows
0: really what happened right it, yeah i mean even i remember vague details there are there are time. people
1: who try to infer like try to find out investigate right. what could be how 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 it worked right Mythbusters. Mythbusters. right, mythbusters, right? So, it had, basically, it had a hole near the, had two holes near the nose. Right. And it channeled the airflow from the nose to the rear wing through the cockpit. Right, right. <laughs> I,
0: I, I remember, I remember. I think Lewis Hamilton was in McLaren Mercedes at that time and I
1: remember him blocking the... But you, that's, the, that's the that's the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> there are no buttons. There, there is no mechanism to to. sorry change. sorry I'll
0: cut you in uh, I, I would like to remind again I was that going, okay the moving <laughs> the moving aerodynamic components have been banned for a long time right, I was which is why one. there were there are no buttons yeah, yeah. yeah
1: there are no buttons there was no mechanism to channel the air right it was basically the driver blocking the <laughs> airflow by his own knee or elbow. <laughs> It was knee 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 or elbow it it was said what I've I've read is knee (laughs) I've read either knee or elbow okay so basically there was a hole inside the cockpit as well right and uh, it it either channelized the air to the rear wing or around it right right Uh, the only benefit was basically if you are blocking the air vent the air is channelized from the nose to the rear wing. Right. which basically again goes back to the point where it it there's something called stalling in rear wing mm-hmm. in aerodynamics so the moment there is stalling there is a lack of downforce right but it also reduces the drag which right. gives you which gives better of, of top top speed, top speed and in a, a straight yeah so it, there are estimates that it was at least 3 to 5 kilometers per hour faster.
0: Okay, I've read higher numbers, but yeah, something like like that. Something like that. By
1: just blocking the air with your (laughs) knee. Right. It was that genius, right? Right. I'm not going to go into the science of it, like the physics of it. I mean,
0: even the physics is actually fairly simple. My point
1: is, uh, you are not using that. there's, There's something more, you know, interesting about it. There was no regulation to stop it, but... Next year, so FIA again banned it and introduced DRS. It was the, you know, the 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 stage at which, you know, DRS was brought in. Oh, so I, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't so know this was 2010 and DRS was introduced in 2011. Right. But I, I didn't connect
0: the two. I never connected the two. I, it, I didn't yeah, know they are connected. The, these two are related. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> right. So basically, we have McLaren to think for some whatever overtakes we You're, get.
1: Yeah. <laughs> though, to, say, to be fair, this
0: this season is going pretty good so far. Mm, yeah,
1: but again, uh, this whole uh, F duck thing was basically something derived out of flexible wings. So in early two thousands, there were teams who were using flexible wing, right, which we talked about earlier right. in the right. episode, right. and uh, that's when uh, FIA introduced. The you know, load test load tests. Yes. Deflection testing for rear wings. Right. So I guess uh, we have arrived to the last point on this list. Yes, but I still but don't this, understand why you're going so
0: far back for the last, last item on the list. Uh,
1: there is a reason which I'll tell at the end. Okay. <laughs> so uh, let me go back to 1978 when Gordon Murray, right. the designer of McLaren F1, the iconic supercar. Right. Hypercar, whatever you call that. Was a young chap. But he was the chief designer for Brabham F1 team.
0: I still have no fucking clue how these things used to work. <laughs> okay.
1: Anyway. I so, mean, can you, can you imagine a guy in
0: 20s? I am in my 30s. I <laughs> <laughs> still haven't... You've not done it. shit. You I have, have not done shit. Yeah, I have not done shit.
1: <laughs> and a young guy from South Africa is all of a sudden... The chief designer
0: of And honestly, McLaren F1 and F1 GTR, they were not like kick-ass back then. They they are kick-ass even today. Right, right, right. I mean, they are the benchmark even... Like, even today, Bugattis are compared absolutely, against what McLaren F1 was.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Like, people have forgotten where on. Yes. People have forgotten where on the moment Chiron came out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People have not forgotten McLaren F1. And, and I don't they, think they'll, 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 they will ever They will ever Anyway, yeah, you were talking. In
1: 1978, Gordon Murray was the chief, as I said, chief uh, engineer of Brabham team. Right. Which was at that time owned by Bernie Eccleston. Oh, the right, Bernie right. Eccleston. Yeah, the, okay. the grumpy old white all, man. All, all these names are very important in the story. Okay. Okay. Uh, in So back then, if you remember, F1 was very sketchy because they, the rules were very loose. Yeah, that's right. what we started with. <laughs> right. So basically, the teams had a lot of mad you know, bags. <laughs> Yeah, they, they they could come up with anything, and only when F1 realized FIA realized that it has to be changed. Okay. They you got them. carried away. Uh, Brabham had uh, introduced a car uh, which was basically BT forty six. BT forty six B. It was the BT forty v- yes, the b spec version. Right. b spec version, right? Right. It only raced in one of the races. Right. i don't remember which one but it had a massive fan at the back right a massive fan and it was named fan car you it was, it, yeah, it, it, was it was nicknamed fan, fan, car. fan car right yeah <laughs> it was the response to lotus's car oh, of that ground effect ground something. effect so you remember that i think that was tested on vans or something originally yes yes so that's a story that, that's a different day. story i think but yeah. basically it had a massive uh, aerodynamic advantage to it and Brabham. Not according
0: to them. According to them, it was Obviously, a cool, cooling feature.
1: Yeah. And I'm talking about Lotus. Oh,
0: right. right. Sorry. Yeah.
1: So Brabham, uh, like, countered Lotus with a... Lotus
0: 79.
1: Lotus 79 with a massive fan at the back. Right. They said the fan is for cooling. Right. Which a lot of people might say, like, yeah, that's right. That's right. You mm-hmm. put a fan just for cooling the engine. Right. But it was not for cooling.
0: Yeah, because it was flowing in the opposite direction. <laughs> it was drawing air away from the engine.
1: Yeah, that is cooling, right? It can cool. But, uh, it can cool. Yes, <laughs> yes it, can. It, <laughs> it, it was wrong? It, with it probably it
0: probably cooled as well to a degree, but the major but advantage. But the major was, advantage
1: was something different. Yeah. It had a massive diffuser with a very crazy angle, right? Right. But that crazy angle created a lot of uh, turbulence, turbulent air. Right. To clear that turbulent air, it the, the Gordon Murray put a massive fan which sucked the air. From underneath the car, right. basically creating vacuum, vacuum and basically pulling the car, pulling in. The, <laughs> creating the car, uh, creating a lot of downforce. Right. They but here is the interesting part: FIA did not have any regulations to ban it. Yeah, they planned to
0: ban it next year, but they like like the Mercedes steering wheel. They could actually run it for that year.
1: Yes. But do you know it was it? uh, Brabham only continued for only one race with that car. I think Eccleston
0: had something to do with it. Yes,
1: that's why I said that politics. All all the names are very important. Right. Back then, Eccleston had the 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 you know. He was the
0: chief executive of Constructors association or something like that. Association
1: and Eccleston had the aim of becoming FIA's chief.
0: You know, Eccleston was the head of Constructors Associ- Association until like 2016-2017.
1: So, but just not to infuriate all the other right. constructor, you know, principles. Right. Yeah, like, he, ke record. I want to become the FIA chief. Right. The Formula 1 chief, sorry. Right. So, that is how he said, fine, let's not do, go with this. And Gordon Murray claimed this fact. A couple of years back. Right. 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 The reason why I put this in this list is because... Gordon Murray, Yes. Gordon <laughs> Murray is using that whole fan thing on his new supercar. Oh, is he? T-50. Yeah, yeah. Is see, I, I, I thought you were going lead up to the fact that T-50 is arriving. No. <laughs> so, even T-50 has a... Not that massive, but a wing... Uh, a fan on the back, oh, I, which I, I basically didn't works know this. in a very similar way.
0: I I I didn't know this.
1: And something you might not know as well, the McLaren F1 also had a fan. Oh. Which was not visible. I am a McLaren F1 fan. <laughs> McLaren F1, the, the the supercar, not the Formula Team, Formula One team, right. also had a fan, which was not visible, but it also used the same principle. So basically, Gordon Murray somehow thought this idea. I'm going to stick forever, <laughs> which is I mean if you've got a
0: fucking brilliant idea you should stick to it
1: but the only thing is the, uh, the fan doesn't look very pretty on the F50 uh, T50 and uh, I think it should have gone with something like what he did with the McLaren F1 making it not that I mean amazing.
0: I I I didn't know this I'm I'm, I'm starting to question this now
1: <laughs> it, it does <laughs> have a by the
0: way sorry and uh, taking a tangent from here McLaren uh,
1: might be uh, like are we back on news <laughs> slightly, slightly. But I, I think that's... that's just, that, let, let's talk about that topic to end this episode. Right.
0: Like just, just brushing on the news a bit. Right, right. Uh, so, McLaren... We know McLaren has been going through a tough time financially. Yes. Which is, like, absolutely sad considering the fact that they've been innovating like crazies. The problem is... Over the past few years... McLaren
1: road car, the, the business has come a long way from MP4-12C, if you yes, remember. Yes, that's exactly what I'm right. saying. Like
0: McLaren, Senna and all these are like... Amazing cars. Amazing cars. They're
1: quality. not built as well, but they the have a lot of quality. Engineering. I'm talking engineering. Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. Like the aerodynamic... and Crazy track cars. Crazy track cars. A lot of engineering has gone in that we have not seen before in the world. Yes. Right. And... It feels fucking sad that uh, EVs, EV companies, random lousy products, even in some cases. Yes, they are able to raise v- money, raise money, have crazy valuations Vanishes, yes. and a company that I mean uh, like if they are playing around with aerodynamics and and outperforming something equally costly, making a cost effective solution for better aerodynamics. Right. That is still innovation, yes. But my point is, that is not being respected as much.
1: I think, I think it's th- this this new era is not going to treat the legacy companies, as yeah. yeah as a bit. I mean, I,
0: I think it is not as much about legacy mm-hmm. companies as it is about like, uh, I, I would say adherence to one or two major, uh, sort of fads.
1: McLaren has worked with uh, EV uh, technology companies, right? For E yes. and. Uh, sorry, uh, formula E. Formula E. It's very sad. Like, I
0: mean, let's be honest. McLaren, throughout its history, has been innovating. Known for innovation, it has been known for innovation. Yes. That that's exactly why when Mercedes wanted to make something balls like for like for hairy chested car, they they went to uh, McLaren for to make the Mercedes McLaren. Yes, true. Right, uh, and now basically there is rumor going around that Audi. Might
1: uh, acquire
0: McLaren eventually.
1: Another car under the Volkswagen Zedaloo. umbrella.
0: Yeah. Despite all the shitshow they created with the Dieselgate, people have forgotten Dieselgate now. Mm, that's true. I mean, even I at one point, we, both you and I were considering buying Volkswagen and Scodas. Hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, this this is rather uh, disappointing note to end on. Bombshell. Oh, okay. I, I copied Top Gear twice in this episode. Hmm. Nevertheless, yeah, it is what it is. You're a closet Jeremy Clarkson fan. I'm a Jeremy Clarkson fan, but I'm, I'm also a realist. I, I, I'm
1: not i not I, blindly... Okay, are you a bigger fan of Jeremy Clarkson or James May?
0: James May. Obviously James, 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 May. <laughs> James May. Obviously James May. <laughs> <laughs> James May. This, not even I am a, a fan of Captain Slow. <laughs> yes, yes, Obviously. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm doing the James May dance right now. Obviously, you can't see that on the podcast. The signature James May dance. And I'm I thought
1: you had a bad back pain from your MTV uh, expedition. expedition. expedition.
0: <laughs> I, I do. I, I do, actually. For a person
1: of your size, you should not do MTV. That
0: so, a friend I'm of... I you a fat. Yeah, I am fat.
1: <laughs> I'm fat.
0: Uh, a friend of mine uh, asked me, he is uh, new here and he's... Uh, new to riding MTBs here, so he was like, "Just show me the trails that you go to." Hmm. I was like, "Okay." So he brought two MTBs along. He was like, "Show me the trails."
1: How did he ride two cycles together? Maybe no, he didn't ride. He uh, carried them on the I car. Thought, I thought. <laughs> I thought he was like Ajay Devgan. <laughs> <laughs> he carried
0: those bicycles on the car. Okay. Uh, and but the problem was the cycle was again too small for my gigantic structure. Hmm. That and probably the fact that I didn't get any workout for a long time mm-hmm. didn't end well
1: right
0: i mean riding on trails is 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 much 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 tougher for the same distance than riding on right. road yeah. yeah that's. i true. mean that's obvious but still mm-hmm. anyway uh let's bring this to a close right on a rather said note my injured back and mclaren not getting the attention it deserves mm-hmm. both equally important <laughs> yeah that's about it uh, i'd like to close with a thanks to hub hopper for giving us a brilliant hosting platform where we can host our podcast for free and they take care of the distribution as well so we don't have to figure out what all podcasting platforms exist which is probably why we have a fair bit of international audience as well otherwise we
1: won't even know to add
0: our podcast here right right so that's that
1: what about the newsletters
0: I sort of slagged there a bit <laughs> as you would have expected. I was going to avoid mentioning it altogether in the closing of this episode. Okay. The, the last issue uh, didn't go out. Okay. I, I absolutely forgot until like 12th, 13th of October. Hmm. So, but, but I'll, I'll, I promise I'll, I'll, I'll be better there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, again, link in the description of this episode. Also, social media. Uh, for both Cyan and uh, me. Both are there.
1: On Twitter and Instagram both.
0: Yeah, now you're on Twitter as well. Yes. So that's again, third episode in a row I'm mentioning this because again, it took him a decade to start using Twitter <laughs> despite having the account. <laughs> right. And that's about it. 22 episodes. That is actually a lot more than we expected. And the response again is much better than we expected. Please, if you like the episode, do share with another fellow enthusiast I would say somebody would like somebody to would a, appreciate uh, learning about the future of transportation the future of mobility
1: He's saying learning are we tutors sorry
0: uh, <laughs> arguing about <laughs> the future of mobility future of transportation right and that's it thank you very
1: much for listening goodbye bye.